Are you always questioning if you're a good enough mom? Are you burning the candle at both ends feeling desperate to find ways to take better care of your family? Welcome to the Busy Farm Mom. I'm your host, Amanda. We will be navigating motherhood, discussing nourishing food choices, holistic wellness, and of course, agriculture. We can gather around as friends in this space while being in our most chaotic stages of life. Whether you're chasing your toddler, preparing endless amounts of meals for your family, driving to work, or running the grain cart, this space is an opportunity to grow and learn simple tips to tackle the doubt that creeps in of, am I a good enough mom? Kick that thought out of your mind and come join our judgment-free zone where we will never question that you're doing a great job, mama. Let's get started. Do you want to be the perfect mom? We all know that that's not possible. But do you still feel like you're just surviving, probably not thriving? I've been there, so let me tell you how I went from being a below-average mom to at least keeping up with the basics and being a mom that I can be proud of. Okay, but first, if you are a mom of kids between the ages of probably 1 and 8, 90% of you, probably more like 99% of you, know exactly what my title of this episode is from. <laughs> Let's dive in. Comes from one of our favorites, Zuma off of Paw Patrol. It's catchy. I kind of have Paw Patrol going through my mind all the time. And most of you probably know what it is. So I apologize now if I say let's dive in a lot because it's probably just going to happen. So for starters, I want to just set a few ground rules and expectations and tell you a little bit more about this podcast so that I hope you can enjoy and follow along with me this whole journey. First off, I am going to be sharing with you different tips and tricks and things that I do throughout my day-to-day and things that I have learned and picked up along the way that allows me to not get burnt out. So first off, through all of this, I will never shame you. Never ever. That is not what we are here for. That is not what this community is for. It is to understand each other. Second, everything that I talk about through this, that's what works for me and my family. Everyone is different, and if it doesn't work for you, it does not mean that you are a bad mom. Third, I love hearing other personal stories, so please, please, please share them with me. Email me, message me on Instagram, whatever you want. I want to hear about your stories because that helps me learn and hopefully I can share them and it'll help somebody else learn too. I hope through all of this to have real life examples and experiences from myself and other moms that I interview on this podcast. So with that, let's start with getting to know me and introductions And I'm going to share with you exactly how I got here, hosting my own podcast, talking about agriculture, recipes, holistic health, kids, and handling the chaos on the daily. So if you don't know, I'm Amanda, the podcast host. Some of you may already know me more by my Instagram handle of 2383farms, 
So I will explain a little bit about that here in a little bit. So I'm going to go way back to when I was growing up. I grew up on a small acreage. We had a lot of different animals growing up. So I think we had a horse. We had cats, dogs. We had sheep, pigs, bucket calves, fat cattle. So I got to experience agriculture and a lot of it on a very, very small scale. So when I was little, I did 4-H. And when I was in sixth grade, I got to write my very first check to buy a herd of bread ewes that I was able to, in the mornings before school, go and help my dad lamb, take care of them after school, do chores, and then I raised some of those up to show in 4-H. I did the exact same thing with our pigs for 4-H, so we've been doing that for as long as I can remember, and I'm still doing that with my dad and a family friend. So that is something that I truly enjoy. Through growing up in agriculture, or what I would like to say is a small aspect of it, I was around it that I was able to decide what I wanted to do in college. And a lot of different ideas popped through my head, but when it came down to it, I knew that what I wanted was to do something in agriculture and something in animal agriculture. So heading into college, I actually wanted to be a show pig swine nutritionist. It was very specific, and I actually did some internships with it and really was kind of set on the path to do something like that. And I truly enjoyed all of my animal science classes and truly enjoyed diving deeper into the swine industry. But somehow life has a funny way of kind of taking you off your path or what you think your life is going to look like. So with about a year and a half of college left, I met someone. My sister got married and there was a cute guy in the wedding party. And I thought, no way. It's my sister's friend. I can't, you know, act on this and like him. So with a party bus, some liquid courage, and a really, really fun dance later, I was like, oh yeah, this guy... I could definitely talk to. So I worked up the courage the next day, all day long, to message him. And I never fully got the courage to. But about 9 o'clock that night, after the wedding, the next day, I got a Facebook message, and it was from him. So we got talking, and got each other's numbers, and the rest is history. Two years after my sister got married, we celebrated our wedding. So I have a husband, Josh. He's a farmer. We do row crops and we have a cow-calf operation. So he, to his core, loves farming and grew up and knows nothing different, just like so many other people around here. And so that was something that I loved about this because I was passionate about agriculture. And that was something when we met and got married that I loved that I could be more involved in agriculture. So we have two beautiful little boys. They are Henri. We 
love them so much and they are giving us gray hairs already but we really wouldn't want it any other way I promise you that they are the absolute greatest and when I say I love them with my whole heart I know all of you moms out there are thinking the exact same thing you love your kids with your whole heart no matter the ups and the downs that we go through with them you just want to squeeze them and never let them go And so many people, or I should say dads, sometimes don't understand how truly much we can love our children. So we get to bond over talking about how much we love our children because I will bring them up a lot. (laughs) So other things that I enjoy, just so you get to know me a little bit more, um, I love gardening. I love taking pictures. I schedule lots of pictures for my family. My mom started me on that. She always had pictures of us, and I loved that. I also love cooking. I do not love baking, but if I can make a meal for somebody or plan a meal or whatever, I absolutely love it. Then I've also took a new liking to reading books. So if you're on Instagram and follow me, you have figured that out. And I have now finished in a month and a half, I have finished six books. So that went from zero to 100 real fast. So that's just a little bit about me. Now to kind of bring you up to date of how I got started doing my business. So when my youngest was four months old, I kind of got a wild hair that, hey, why don't I start my own business? So I am selling our own home-raised beef direct to consumer. And truly from start to finish, it is all our own. With being a cow-calf operation, we're able to do that. And so I go around and I sell in person. I ship all over the U.S. to people all of our beef from our farm here in Nebraska. And it has been such a fun thing to get to do. I love the conversations that I get to have with the people in person. I love the conversations I can have online with people that order beef from me and the tie of our farm to someone three states away is something that I love. And I truly enjoy starting this side business. And I would not be sitting here if I did not start that how many years ago or got that wild hair how many years ago to attempt to start it. I'm just going on a year now of actually being in the beef business. So that has been my new venture. So from here, I am going to rewind a little bit to kind of get you up to date on how we have gotten here with some of the other aspects of my life. So in college, my sister introduced me to essential oils. Please, if you're not into them, don't lose me here. I have lots more to talk about than just that. But I started using them in college and I fell in love with them. I grew up always having back pain and allergies and it actually started helping me manage some of those symptoms. So I continued on that path of using the essential oils. But besides just using the ones that helped me and a few cleaning products, I didn't really learn a lot with them. It was just that. But then my son was born. So he was born three and a half weeks early. 
And I didn't know why. Nothing was wrong with him. He had a clean bill of health. And thankfully, he was born that early because he was 8 pounds, 9 ounces. No, my due date was not wrong. I knew exactly what my due date was, and he was three and a half weeks early. So, anyway, I, through that, was really happy we had a healthy baby, or what we thought was a healthy baby. Fast forward five days, and we ended up being hospitalized because he could not hold his oxygen levels. And that was something that, obviously, as a first-time mom, I knew nothing about. I was very scared, but we ended up staying in the hospital for five days. We did test after test. They did spinal taps. They did EKGs. They did tests that I don't even know what they are. And there was nothing that they came up with or the reason why he wasn't holding his oxygen. It ended up that he came out of it. And five days later, we were discharged from the hospital. And on our papers, the reason that we got discharged or the reason for the visit and the solution said, we have not come up with one. That I did not like. We left our state's children's hospital with a discharge paper that said, we do not know. What? Why did they not know what had happened to my kid? My firstborn. And so I was sent home scared to death of all the possibilities that could have been. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know why what had happened happened. I beat myself up for a very, very long time. What could have I have done better in my pregnancy? Did I need to be more active? Did I need to take better care of myself? What could I have done? Was this my fault? So for a really long time, that stuck in my head, and I wanted to figure out more to this. So time frame-wise, this was pre-COVID. I wasn't happy with being released for no reason. Like I said, miraculously, my child was better, but we had no idea why. They said his lungs were good etc, etc. It just wasn't sitting well with me. So that's when I started down this rabbit hole that I'm still currently down, okay? So this was the first time that I truly started realizing that I was going to have to be the advocate for my child and learn ways to take care of him the best way I knew how to because that was my promise I made. I was going to take care of him the best that I could And I never wanted him to get sick and have something like that happen, that we had to end up in that hospital again. That was our one goal, okay? So I spent hours while I was pumping researching so many different things. I don't want to say that I wasted time, but it was a lot of hours. Looking up so many different things that I could use to help support my child when he had a cold, got an ear infection, ran a fever. The list could go on and on. So I will say through all of this, social media was a blessing because I was able to find resources, 
follow people. They knew where to look at this or, you know, research topics to look up. And I was able to connect some dots. By this time, we had already had our second child. And with him, I pretty much from the start dove in head first, supporting his body the best way I knew how to. Same concept. I already had one kid in the hospital. I'm not going to have another. So let's support him. And my thought was boost their immune system so we don't get sick. Okay. Which we all know is not truly possible because they're exposed to so much. So then through all this, I dove even further in and started implementing a lot of these practices that I had been researching when our son started getting a chronic cough. And when I say chronic cough, it was waking him up at night. He was a miserable little kid. Every time he would run, he would start coughing. I mean, we would have to try to stop him from running because he was so miserable. And it was actually embarrassing for us to even be in public. Like, you go to the grocery store and he'd be coughing. Or the worst was church and everybody looks at you and it's like, yeah, my kid is coughing. It's normal. Or having you explain at daycare day after day, no, he's not sick. This is normal. He was not doing well and I thought my kid should not have to live like this. It was not anything serious, but it was uncomfortable. And I believe that no child should have to deal with something like that. And I wanted to dig deeper. So we did. We visited doctor after doctor. We did allergy testing. We did asthma testing. And they really never had any answers for us. It was just kind of a, let's slap some allergy medicine and an inhaler on here and see if that helps. Well, it didn't. And so kind of back to square one. Why does my kid have a cough? What can we do from here? So through a lot of different friends and people that I actually know in person around here, they have been using this holistic approach and it's almost a way to explain it would be like a functional medicine type situation. So what this was is, I'm going to probably say it wrong, it's called Heelkens, and it's a German word, and it means the art of healing. So we started on this journey, and we had a breakthrough. It helped. I literally could not believe that this helped us. I mean, we have been dealing with this kid with this cough forever, and from then on, I was a believer in homeopathic remedies, holistic approaches, and then I started spiraling more and more down this rabbit hole and learning a lot more. So I was given through some of the events in our life reasons to look into supporting my family and what's best for them. And so that's kind of where this got started. I know that I can't be the only one. And so I wanted to share this with all of you and some of the things that I've learned through different ways that I will incorporate into this podcast and different resources that I'm going to have. So we live in this world that is constantly busy. Honestly, most of the time we don't know which way we're running, what day, and where we're going. 
I want to live in a calmer world, but in the reality, to make a living in this world, I can't do that. I still have to work outside the home, and then let's tack on starting a whole new side business and trying to run that, and let's tack on that I'm a mom and we have to cook, we have to clean, we have to do laundry, and take care of the kids. It's truly like I have three full-time jobs that I can never get a break from. And I know there's probably so many of you that are in the exact same boat. I feel you, mom. If you are listening right now and relating to all of this so much, I am here to help you. I've been stuck in this spiral for close to two years now. I've been working so hard on not having to feel this way and being able to serve my family so much better than what I was doing. They don't deserve to be on the back burner because we live in constant chaos and mom can't keep up or because I have burnout. I have realized I'm not the only one that feels this way. I've talked to a lot of my friends. I see it on social media. It's kind of a constant theme anymore with moms right now that everyone's feeling this way. And let's be honest, following the homesteading trend that's going on, I 100% would love to do that, but it is not feasible for everyone. Not everyone's situation can be that. And I wish it could. I wish we could get back to a world that that was our reality, but it's not. And so I'm here to share my advice and advice from guest interviews through this podcast on different things that I have learned and I hope that it can help you. So through my experiences, I have learned that we do not have to reach for the gold star with everything we do. We don't have to prepare beautiful dishes of food, make it nourishing to your family, and you're good. I know plenty of recipes you can whip up in 15 minutes that are packed full of probably protein, healthy fats, add in some vegetables, you're good to go. You don't have to research food choices for hours on what's healthy for your family. There's plenty of options that are affordable at your local grocery store or the farm down the road. We have resources. We can use them. They don't have to be hard or you don't have to make it hard. You don't have to take time worrying if you're putting products into your child that are harmful and scary and not knowing what way to turn first. I've got some pretty great guides that are filled with better products for tons of different uses. You also don't have to sit your kids in front of the TV when you get home to entertain them in order to get something done and feel instant mom guilt. We all do it, and it's okay. Everything in moderation. But I also have some pretty great ideas and activities and projects to keep the imaginations flowing. I want to be able to help you so you don't have to ever feel what I felt so deeply for so long, that I was a horrible mom and not giving my kids a childhood that they deserved. I was crabby. I was overstimulated. I was angry. I always felt like I was never enough. But then, like, multiply the strength of that feeling by a 100. I would sit at home and cry when my kids were in the other room, not because I couldn't do it or I was so overwhelmed, but because I truly thought that I was not good enough for them. Okay, 
that is definitely the perfectionist personality that I have coming out, but it's a very real thing, and I'm sure some of you feel the exact same way. So, with that being said, that's kind of what this is all going to be about, and that's a little bit about me, and I hope that letting light in on my situations that some of you can relate to it and really resonate in this podcast with me over all this. Oh, that introduction went kind of all over the place. But like I said, I wanted you to get to know me and how I got to where I am today. I am in a much better space than I was even six months ago. My life is far from perfectly organized, but I do know I've spent a lot of time researching, planning, thinking of how I can get my you know what together and serve my family in the best way I know how to. If you feel any of these things, I hope I can give you a slight glimmer of hope that there are ways you can be a gold star mom and take shortcuts and easy ways out. Just like they tell you on your wedding day, if something don't go how it's planned, no one will ever know. It's true. They don't. Your kids and family don't know if you're giving your 110% in every task that you just feel like you have to do day in and day out. That wipes you out and is burning you out. Or if you take shortcuts with simple tasks that don't drain the life out of you every day. So you can make the most out of your busy lives and schedules we have. I'd rather enjoy my family at night than be burnt out and crabby at them because I didn't get my to-do list done again today. Day in, day out. I was getting burnt out. So listen along to this podcast in your chaos and hopefully you'll learn a thing or two that's helpful to you along the way. So I'm going to end every guest episode asking them, what is one piece of advice that you wish someone would have shared with you about motherhood? So if I'm going to ask them that, I feel like I should probably share what mine is, don't you think? So mine is that time is a thief. Let your babies be babies and don't make them grow up so fast. I feel like I had a lot of expectations for my oldest and I felt like that made or put some pressure on him to be bigger than what he truly was. And not in bad ways, but I needed to realize that I needed to enjoy those moments and not wish them away because it was hard or because I had those expectations. And I feel like I need to cherish the moments through the hardest times, even if you think you can't get through them, because looking back, I want some of those hard times back, and I want my babies back, because truly time is a thief. It is just crazy how fast our lives go anymore. Okay, so with that, my sob story, I'm going to start crying now because my babies are so big. I do want to talk about one last thing before I go. I don't want you to have to waste your valuable time you have with your kids looking up tips and tricks on how to cook faster meals. What should I give my kid when he's got an ear infection to get him over it faster? 
Or do I need to be feeding my family organic produce to be healthier? Which the answer is no. If any of my stories that I talked about sparked any interest or resonate with you about considering alternative routes or looking outside the box of ways to take care of your kids, your husband, and you, because you, mom, are important, I want to tell you all about my ebook that I'm launching today with this podcast. It has been a big thing coming. So I have compiled lots and lots of valuable knowledge I've gathered over the years of the products that we use, activities we do, foods and recipes that we love, all in an ebook. I have had so many resources for so many years, and I've slowly been sharing with people, but I know so many people that are needing something like this or asking for this when people share. And I love that aspect of social media that we get to share with others. And so this is just another step of that. If I had something like this that was available to me years ago that I bought, it would have literally saved me a whole lot of screen time because first off, we can all agree firsthand experiences are the best advice that you can take as a mom. I, in this ebook, will include remedies from scrunchy, in quotations, I've been told that's semi-crunchy, all the way up to crunchy options. If you want to find a better option for a sore throat and a cough, but you still eat red-dyed hot dogs and Cheetos for meals sometimes, I am definitely your girl. We are not perfect. We try to do our best. That's what counts but we are not perfect. This is that first step if you want to take something that is attainable and use it for your kids, use it for yourself that is not way up the ladder of holistic health, but when you're starting and you're on the fence, that's what this is. That's what this addresses. When you don't have enough time to look up those products or you don't have enough time to look and see what they even do. That's where this falls in. So in this ebook, there's simple attainable steps you can take to support your kids completely, wholly, whatever you want to call it. There's ways to help support their immune systems before they get sick. What to do when they are sick. I found ways to help decrease length of sickness and severity, which is it's huge. We all know that. Because it seems like once your kid gets sick, the whole house does. Everyone gets sick and you're gone from work for two weeks. It's just a lovely thing. Then there's also ways that you can support them emotionally, nutritionally, physically. I've compiled something all together. All simple steps that you can take one by one when it works for you to help integrate these small changes into your family. So if you feel like this ebook is for you, Follow the link in the show notes to get yours today. Like I said, it launches today. If I can help one mom that has been on the fence about this but hasn't taken the time to dive in herself and look this stuff up, I would be so happy if I could help that one mom. So with that, that was kind of my my big thing that I needed to tell you guys at the end. So I'm going to finally kind of wrap this up one last time. I want to thank you guys again for being here today. 
I truly hope you've enjoyed this and I hope that you join me more. I also want to thank all the people that made this new dream come true, especially my podcast manager, Jill Carr. She has been so helpful and accommodating for someone like me and my busy schedule. We have actually made this work and launch and all that has gone into this. It's been amazing. So to all of you, I hope you have a great day. I can't wait to catch up on the next episode and everyone who takes advantage of this ebook once again. You are helping me make another dream come true today. And I love being able to share something that I love and I'm so passionate about with you guys. Thank you again. Thanks for joining me today. I hope you feel more equipped to take on your role of everyday life as a busy farm mom. I hope to continue the learning and conversation with you on Instagram. You can find me at 2383 Farms. And if you enjoyed this episode, take a screenshot to share to your stories, share it with another mom friend, or leave a review. This helps me reach more and more overwhelmed moms looking for quick, helpful tips. Thank you again. You're doing great, mama. See you next time.